0: Hi there, coaches. Brian Blackburn here again with the Pound the Rock podcast. As always, we want to thank our sponsors through HardwoodTexas.com, Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Diamond J Metalworks, Tumbleweed Textiles, Jeremy Thomas Agency through Allstate, and Woodman Financial and Landon Landry. Today we have, I should say, coach, former coach, Shad Reed. He's now the uh, principal at Nazareth ISD. He's been in education for 19 years, 18 as a coach. This is his first year as an administrator. He was a head basketball coach for 13 years on the boys' side, first at Dalhart, then Whitesboro, and then finished up his head coaching career at Franklin High School. So, Shad, thanks for being with us today.
1: Yeah, it been a pleasure to be here. Thanks for doing this.
0: No, I'm, I'm glad to get to talk to you. I know you've had a, an interesting career in regards to education and coaching and, and now as an administrator. So, first, let's let let's talk about what or, or who got you into coaching.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if it was uh, who got me into coaches as much as what, but uh, when I got out of high school, you know, I I got a degree in agriculture, it was an ag and economics degree at tech. And, you know, going through, I got out in 98 and going through the, you know, kind of the interview process, I wanted to be, you know, I grew up in, in agriculture. My dad, you know, was a farmer, worked for a seed company. So that's what I thought I wanted to do and couldn't find the job I wanted. And, you know, I was just kind of stuck in, uh, you know, I actually called my old high school basketball coach up one day and, and just said, man, what am I going to do? And he just kind of threw out there, have you ever thought about coaching? And which I really had never had thought about. It. And uh, and I said, well, do you think I'd be a good coach? And he was like, oh, absolutely, man. I, I remember, you know, when I coached you, you were just an analyst of the game and, and I never really thought of it that way. So uh, he was actually a principal at Dumas at the time. And uh, so I enrolled at WT, went through the alternative certification that summer, and and uh, thankful enough, he uh, pulled some strings for me, got me my first job at Dumas Junior High School. And that's kind of how I got into coaching. Uh, it was kind of a weird deal. Uh, I was substitute teaching in Amarillo and Canyon, and uh, I, I was trying to network, so I got involved in working track meets for Emerald ISD. And uh, I was working the shot put rink one day, and uh, I guess the head timer didn't show up. And they ran over and said, Who can do the head timer? And I didn't want to do the shot putt So I said, I'll do it. And I did such a good enough job that. They hired me full time for that. So as the as the spring moved on, you know, talking to Tex Nolan, and some of those guys, they were, you know, knowing I wanted to get the coach and they were gonna to try to find me a job and I kept waiting and waiting. And then Dumas offered me my first job, which was a, a girls basketball or actually a girls junior high job. And uh and then the day after I took that job, I uh I got offered a job in Amarillo at two middle schools, and you know, one thing that I've always been taught is, uh, you know, you know, loyalty. And I thought, you know, Dumas offered me my first job. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take that one, even though it wasn't what I really wanted. But uh, it was a great experience coaching girls that first year, with with the intention of moving over to the boys' side, which Dumas made that happen. And I guess if I hadn't chose that path, probably wouldn't have found. Uh, the love of my life too so I married a girl from Dumas so that's kind of how I got into coaching man
0: that's awesome why don't you talk Uh, just just a little bit about uh, maybe coaching at the middle school we mentioned right before we started the podcast that you uh, you feel like for young coaches working in the middle school setting maybe helped you become a better coach so why don't you just talk briefly about that
1: yeah um, you know you know when you get into coaching there's so many people that help you along the way and uh, you know, I was blessed at this with some people above me. You know, my my principal is probably one of the biggest mentors that I've ever had. His name was Mark Strobel, and he's he's you know since passed on, but uh, you know, a great guy, and and uh, you know, just the coaches I was around the, the AD, you know, it was you know it was a really good place to be. And um, you know, when I started coaching the junior, I was teaching junior high science as well, and Um, You know, I thought I knew a lot being young, you know, kind of that arrogance about you, you know, that, oh, I can be a head coach, you know, sooner than later. And uh, I remember after my first year, you know, there were some small towns around the panhandle that had some head girls basketball jobs and, you know, maybe a head boys job. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to go apply for those jobs. I need a head basketball job. And I just remember my principal calling me in one day and he just said to me, this stuck with me for my whole career, but he said, just give me three years. He said, you need three years under me. And, uh, and I don't know why it was three years, but, uh, you know, I took that to heart because, I mean, I really respected the guy. And, and uh, you know, I, I did. I stayed three years there. And I, as I stayed there, you know, I learned more. I volunteered under the head coaches. You know, Jeff Williams, uh, state champion coach, Amarillo High now on the girls' side. Andy Copley, state champion coach on the boys' side. You know, I worked under both those guys as a junior I coach, and, and it was all volunteer-based. And I was thankful that they let me tag along, come to practices, uh, and I really didn't know I wanted to be a head basketball coach my first year at Dumas. I, I was, you know, I was coaching football, basketball, and track. And, I mean, it was fun, all three of them. I ended up going to uh, uh, the Texas Tech basketball clinic with Coach Copley and uh, Troy Siegler from Groover. I used to coach at Groover, now Region 16. I went to the Bob Knight clinic. And, man, I just fell in love with basketball after that, you know. And uh, so I, that's what I wanted to do from then on. So I started focusing on my time. but But I think, you know, you know, I know a lot of guys that maybe don't go to the junior high setting. I think you learn, you know, learn about you as a coach in that setting. I mean, it's a tough age to coach. Uh, there's more kids that you have to coach, um, you know. And I think that you learn a lot of the X's and O's because you're you're studying your high school programs and um, you know. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's an ass. And I wrote a deal. I spoke at TABC one summer to a middle school clinic and. You know, I I wrote a deal called The Impact of the Middle School Coach. I wish I had that in front of me today, but I don't. Uh, But I'd be happy to share that with anybody that wants it. But I just feel like, you know, that if you can spend some time, you know, working with middle school kids, you value, you know, that that's what it takes to build your programs. And as as a head coach, I spend numerous hours, I mean, probably more hours than I did with my high school trying to develop my youth. I mean, at Franklin, I was second grade up. And, uh, I mean, I coached them all. And, and uh, I just think you learn a lot about yourself as a coach going through the middle school.
0: Yeah, that's really important. And uh, one thing to, to think about in regards to the middle school is how uh, valuable that development is. I heard Joe Lombard say a great quote about his middle schools. He said that the middle schools were going to be the lifeblood of your program, and the players from those middle schools were going to be the lifeblood of your program. And you know, if we think about it that way, then I think we do see how valuable it is, and and the fact that uh, you can go from the middle school to a high school assistant, and then from a high school assistant to being a head coach, uh, I, I think it it allows you to maybe see, you know, more than just having that tunnel vision of just being the head coach and not quite understanding what those guys go through. Because uh, I, I think there is some some definite value in kind of refining what you do as a coach. And another thing about coaching at the middle school is you can make mistakes down there. Like it allows you to make mistakes without being really punished for those mistakes, maybe X's and O's wise or player personnel, people kind of guide you in those things in regards to coaching. And it's kind of yeah. in, a, in a, in a, non-threatening environment, or at least not as threatening as a varsity game. And so I think there's a, there's a ton yeah. of value for, for all those things for sure.
1: Well, I think you're you're wired, you know, different too. If you go through that setting, you know, like I, I know now, you know, and I I've been in you know a few programs now where you know I haven't had some real strong junior high coaches, and and uh, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're they're more passionate about another sport. Well, you know, my philosophy when I was at Dumas is I wanted to be successful in football, basketball, and track. You know, I was in charge of of a team in each one, and I wanted to give those head coaches, you know you know, my dedication, my commitment to them to make their program successful. And and you don't see that a whole lot anymore um, at the junior high level. Um, you just see guys are like, oh, man, why do I have to coach junior high, you know? And I, and, I, and it bugs me. And that's why I think as coaches in our, you know, and I still consider myself a coach, you know. um, You know, I know I went into admin. Everybody says I went to the dark side. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I just, you know, I'm very adamant about coaching our coaches, even in my school, you know. I, I just hired a young guy. At Christmas, and you know, he, his older brother played for me at Abernathy, end, you know, I want to do whatever I can to help that kid be a successful coach, and you know, and teach him, you know, you know, help share, you know, valuable wisdom or whatever. And and I think that, you know, it it just goes a long way that if you can, if you if you're not if you're humble and it doesn't matter where you coach. I love, I don't know the exact quote, but Don Meyer said it. You know, you know, I can't remember what it was, but talking about where you coach, you know, make the most of where you coach and. You know, and I don't think that goes a long way.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, there's a great book talking about make the big time where you are. And I think that that goes right along with uh, with what Coach Meyer talking about, as well as uh, Coach Reed here in regards to not just how you coach, but where you coach and why you coach. All those things are important. Let's uh, let's go. Ahead and switch, let's go ahead and switch gears here about uh, and talk a little bit about uh, your your new role as an administrator and how that transition has gone. What maybe? What are some of the similarities between coaching and administration? What are some of the big differences? And you know, right now this is kind of the time of year in, in in April and early May where coaches are either looking to move. Some of them are looking to move into admin, and so maybe this will give them some insight into into the differences and some things to expect in regards to uh, being an administrator.
1: Yeah. You know, I've thought a lot about that and, and I, you know, where I was at it, it Franklin, um, you know, which was a great place. And, you know, there was just some things that I wasn't seeing eye to eye on and I, you know, I've had my admin stuff since 2010 and, and I've tried to work my way into school districts where I could get some valuable experience and, you know, you know, alongside of coaching, just volunteering my time, try to learn the business, you know, I, I think my, my middle school principal, Franklin, was a, was a silent lady. I learned a lot from her, um, you know, so I really felt like I, I gained a lot of valuable insight in admin through her. And, you know, I I, I wasn't just looking for anything, you know. I, I mean, when this job opened up, I grew up from, you know, in the Panhandle, I'm from Vega, and, and you know, I, Nazareth's a very, you know, uh tradition rich place. I've got a young son that's a that's a, a skilled player and he wants to you know he he loves basketball and you know I knew the small school setting was kind of where I wanted to look and you know what you know they excel in academics and athletics and you know the Lone Star Cup and you know this job opened up. I didn't even really think I'd have a chance at it really and and uh when I sent my resume in, I you know, I got a phone call the next day and, and next thing I know I'm up here interviewing. But you know I think I think this, this job is a you know, it's a tough job, uh, especially, you know, jumping out and going K through 12 right off the bat. I wouldn't recommend that after doing this this year. And I'm just being perfectly honest, it's, it's been a really tough year on me just trying to learn everything. It's so fast. And I've tried to be a sponge, I've tried to absorb. Uh, you know, I don't have any other really administrators on campus to bounce the things off of. Um, you know, my bet, one of my best friends, Jude Stanley, you know, he jumped out at the same time. You know, he took an assistant middle school job. At Aubrey, uh, you wouldn't believe just the differing conversations we have because of the differing cultures that we we face, and uh, so I love visiting with him once a week about things, and, uh, you know, I think it's a lot easier going out just taking a a one-campus job or an assistant job. Uh, You know, if I had to do all over again, I might want to look that route, but, you know, I wouldn't trade my experience. I've learned so much uh, from the other side that I didn't, that I thought I knew, but I didn't, and uh, there's just you know, a lot of it, I think a lot of the easier part for me transitioning here is I'm around the kids more and I'm around the sport. You know, I mean, I got to experience uh, Coach Schilling, you know, I got to put the 23rd state championship medal around his girl's neck in, in San Antonio this year. You know, I got to go down there with Taylor when when the boys made it and, you know, obviously that didn't turn out the way we wanted it. But I mean, I've got to experience still the the, the thrill of it, but, you know, in a different role and. And, uh, and I think that's, what's been the hardest is, uh, boy, when we did go down there, man, my hunger to coach was, 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 was high. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to get back in, you know, and trust me, I've, I've popped that job board up, seeing my basketball, basketball jobs open up, but, uh, but I would say, you know, going in, you know, have a plan. I mean, you know, just, you know, really research where you're going, what, what you're getting into, uh, you know, I, I talked to a lot of guys that were in admin before I did it and. uh, you know, you got the pros and the cons, you know, obviously. But I think at the end of the day, you just pray and you make the decision what's best on your family. And I feel like that's what, that's what we did. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a good point. And, you know, getting as much information and insight from, from everybody is, is huge. And I think that uh, one thing that I've heard about administration is you still get the, the satisfaction of, you know, being in education and you're still helping kids. It's just in a totally different role depending on what school district you're in. And so you may not be as in tune with what the kids are doing. You may not have that one-on-one contact with as many students if you're a principal or an assistant principal, but you still get that satisfaction of we're we're helping, we're making a difference and you're still yeah. you're still a servant leader in in education. And so I think I think maybe being at a smaller school, you do get more interaction with the individual student and the athletes and you get to be around one good thing for yeah. you is you didn't have to deal with officials you didn't have to mess with with, a, with, official, <laughs> with as an administrator you know the officials aren't gonna aren't gonna tee you up so that's that's nice right I mean you love well, you love officials don't you
1: I still I still coach youth basketball so you know I'm not saying I didn't have any encounters throughout the year with officials so <laughs> but we won't go down that road
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's for another podcast I think
1: we just we just got back from the 50th Little Drummers National Tournament. And I took took the group of fifth and sixth grade boys from NAS over there. It was, it was, it was pretty good. I had a, I was very calm and I had a good time, and you know it was really good. So well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I think I think the perspective now is is, is you know if I get, ever did get back into coaching, and I'm not saying that's out of the question. Uh, you know, I have a wholly probably a totally different mindset. I, I think you know when I got my first head coaching job. You know, you put so much pressure on yourself to be successful, and, and you know, you want to you put those skins on the wall. But as I evolved through the years of being a head coach, you know, the relationships meant more to me than anything. You know, I, I still have, you know, very close relationships with players, and I think, all, you know, as all coaches do. And I think that's the most rewarding thing in our profession. I think that's what you miss when you move over to the admin side. You know, the, the elementary kids love you. You know the middle school kids kind of love you, but the high school kids they don't want to be seen by you <laughs> and uh you know the relationships are what I miss the most uh just you know just i mean just just that you know the interaction camaraderie seeing those kids you know send you pictures of you know they you go to their weddings, you see them having their own kids, and you know it makes me feel old, but you know it's it's that's what I miss the most
0: yeah that's that's a good insight as well, you know that different mindset that. If you did get back into coaching, you maybe have a different thought process. In that, in that regard, what, uh, what characteristics do you think administrators are looking for in coaches? Mm-hmm. And so as a not necessarily an athletic administrator, just more along the lines of a principal or a superintendent at a small school, what are some of the characteristics that, that you feel are valuable uh, for coaches to be successful in the eyes of, of an administrator?
1: Well, you know, I've thought a lot about that too, and you know, being in this job for a year, it's kind of funny because you kind of do flip a switch, and you kind of, you know, like I always think back to like, you know, perception, and you, you know, like, what do what do I want my principal to think about me as a coach, you know, and and you know, my first thing is is you know, you know, the classroom is 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 so important, and and you know, you old coaches, you know, they say old coaches make great principals, well. That's true, and and but at the same time, you know, I think we, we want our coaches to be good teachers because we get, I think, such a negative perception sometimes that we don't do anything, and we spend so much time away from our own families, and what, like, maybe, and I'm not saying this to be negative towards just a regular teacher, but they don't understand the commitments and the time that you put in outside of your teaching job, and, you know, a lot of guys, you know, there's certain guys that are blessed with with great schedules, and, I'll tell you here, you know, our guys—they teach a load. I mean, they teach four to five classes, and and uh, you know, Taylor, our head boys coach, he teaches uh, reading and English, and I got our new coach, Coach Phil. He's teaching all—he teaches basically five preps of history, um, you know. So it's hard. So I try to be, you know, mindful of, you know, not being too coming down too hard on them on things, you know, and and, and cutting them some slack, and uh, you know, which I would want, you know, my principal to do for me as a coach. But I, but I think you know the characteristics you want you know, obviously a great classroom teacher, you want that, you want to see the, the professionalism in your coaches as far as the way they, 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 you know, they dress, the way they, the way they conduct themselves, the way they interact with their kids, you know, I, I'm very adamant about young coaches, you know, keeping that professional relationship uh, with, your, you know, your student athletes, you know, professional and not buddy-buddy, and, you know, I think, you know, I've seen that happen a lot, you know, over my career, and uh, you know, so I think you're looking for just that, that, you know, that all-star, you know, candidate that, that, that'll do it both in the classroom and on the court. And, you know, you want a guy that's, you know, got a good good PR skills that is going to be able to handle minor things with their parents where, you know, they're not always coming to you. They feel comfortable going to them to, to handle their problems. And then if it doesn't get solved, then it goes the next step. But, uh, you know, I think that's a lost art anymore. I think, you know, people just want to go straight to the top anymore, you know, and even bypass the principle. And so I think the way you conduct yourself, you know, having, having a plan, uh, you know, you know, preseason meetings, you know, just, just doing everything that, that you would do, uh, you know, you know, your, your stuff that's not directly X's and O's related, but stuff that's going to make you a great manager, you know, so, and a great servant, you know, so uh, you know, I guess, I hope I answered your question there, but.
0: Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. There's, there's, a ton of uh be there's a there's a ton of responsibility in being a coach and a lot of it is not the Xs and Os. The Xs and Os is, for us should kind of be the fun part. It's the it's it's everything else that makes it kind of work and that's the preseason meetings, the open communication with parents and with players and having a plan when you do get in a parent meeting and being being open with your administrators and and telling them, you know, what's going on in regards to your program, and being a promoter of your program without without trying to hurt other programs. I, there's just a lot there that, if y- if you make it a habit and you're consistent with it, then I think it becomes easier as the years go on. I remember my first year as a head coach, and we did our basketball night with the Tigers, where we had all of the all of the elementary kids, all the junior high kids, all the parents. Um, all the high school players, you know, we did a, like an open house for basketball in White Wright and how hard mm-hmm. that was and how it's so out of my comfort zone it is. And now it's something that I genuinely look forward to each year is, is doing that because I know how much of an impact it makes on kids. And, and so those types of things, the administrative aspect of being a head coach is, is vital in in success, and I, I like what you said yeah, there. You know the manag the managerial. Well, and I, and I, 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 go ahead. No, uh, yeah, just being like a manager, the managerial portion yeah. of it. So go ahead.
1: Well,
0: and I'll interject
1: this too. You know, like I don't think it's any different than coaching your kids. Um, you know, you don't. You know, I, I remember. You know, my first boss told me. You know, in in the in the AD's office, he said, "Don't do anything stupid." you know i mean that was pretty cut and dry you know just don't do anything stupid you know do your job you know that that's all they want you to do and i feel like you know it's it, it's simple you know it's kind of like a simple you know simple philosophy and and i think you know you just want your people under you to do their job you know you see so many just crazy stories now with with coaches and teachers and how you just can't believe how did how did they even think that that was even remotely you know right to do you know and and you know, you know, and you go like nowadays, you know, with, with the bus driving, like small schools, CDLs. That's the hardest thing now is hiring people that have their CDLs. And, you know, like I remember when I got my job at Abernathy in, in uh, July, my AD said you got to or my superintendent said you got till October to get this or you're getting fired. Well, you know, when you get that directive, you're going to get your CDL, you know, and I think it's, you know, I think that's a thing that we, we lack now is, you know, we, we're not just to the point with some things and I you know and I, and you and it's hard being in this role because people are so sensitive to you know strict you know constructive criticism sometimes you know you're trying to be constructive but it comes off as being you know maybe unprofessional you know so I don't know you know I, I just think you know you know people in leadership roles man it, it's a tough job it really is it's a it's a it's a thankless job
0: <laughs> yeah and that's that's one thing that you know we as coaches probably need to do a better job of is whether it's a thank you card or just a, a thank you from the team to the administrators. Cause they, they have to stick up for us a lot and uh, yeah. whether it's something that we did wrong or something about our team or an individual player, or maybe it's just about travel, like going to a tournament and spending the night, they may have to stick up for us on some of those things. And, and yeah, the idea that everybody feels, uh, I guess more con Constructive whenever they're, whenever they're appreciated, you know. And the number one, oh yeah, the number one complaint of employees is always they don't feel appreciated, and so yeah. I think that that goes both ways when in regards to our administrators as well. So that's a really good point. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, well, hey, I wanted to finish up with a, with a story that you shared, you know, in in the past about when you were coaching at Franklin, uh, you had a really tough year. Uh, You had uh, some health scares within your family and how all of that maybe changed your outlook, how it maybe made your coaching a little bit more faith based. So I just want to let you share those stories and maybe give some coaches some advice. And and it's kind of one of those uh, chicken soup for the soul type type deals. So I just want to let you go ahead and and share that stuff. And I'm glad your wife gave gave you the okay to do it. So go ahead and and (laughs) kind of tell us how that got started.
1: Okay, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh I remember back at a T, uh T A B C clinic one time, uh, you know, Brett Carr love him to death, uh, Tatum head coach, he was up there, you know, and we're all thinking there's fixed to be some some great stuff. Man, he just I mean, he just broke down, you know, talked about when he had his health issues, had a heart attack and and uh, you know, just talked about faith and and you know, that might have been the best best clinic uh you know, session that I listened to, you know, I, you know, it's it just, went, It just stayed with me a long time. And when I was, and I'll just go back to Whitesboro, you know, I was coaching, I was so intense, you know, and you just, I was having these heat flashes, you know, in the middle of the game where, you know, you just, you feel like you're going to black out. And it scared me to death. So, you know, I went to the doctor and I, you know, I was young and I went to the doctor and did a stress test and, you know, Dr. back, man, you, you got a strong heart and, And, uh, you know, I I was kind of relieved, but at the same time I was like, man, I gotta calm down, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you two stories from Franklin. I mean, it it was rough, you know, back in, uh, you know, when I first got started, our, our, my assistant had just got reassigned, uh, from the head girls coach and he was going to be the assistant boys coach Well, his son, uh, was a great player for me. and, And he, you know, he actually played, you know, well, you know, his daughter was our babysitter, um. You know, just, just had a great relationship with the family, and, and it was the day before we hosted the Little River National Tournament one spring, and and uh, we got a phone call that you know that, that David got he didn't feel good, and he went home, and and uh, he had a massive heart attack and died that day, and, and man, it was I might get emotional on this thing, but man, it was tough. Uh, I had a 16-year-old son of his, and and I had to I had to be a dad too, you know, and and uh, to him, and uh, it was. You know, that stuff just scares you, you know, and you're just like when you're coaching in your tense and, and, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years and, you know, and, 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 and my wife, bless her heart, you know, she's had to put up with a lot. Uh, you know, and, and, you never coach just sit there and say that, that they're not this way, but I guarantee you when you get in the season, you know, all you're thinking about is basketball. And well, my wife's biggest comment, well, if that was basketball, you'd be interested in it, you know, and that's been kind of a punchline in our house. And, in 2015, we made the playoffs, and uh, you know, and I'll share a little bit of this. My, both my boys are adopted. We uh, we we couldn't have kids, and uh, we've been blessed with two great boys, and uh, it's been just a great journey. Uh, but something just out of the blue happened, and uh, my wife was experienced a lot of pain. And uh, we were in the playoffs, and she would she wouldn't tell me tell me how bad she was hurting. She was just enduring it. And uh, I remember we we won uh, the first district or the first playoff game, and she was in a lot of pain. And uh, I remember we went to uh, Lufkin to play uh, Wascom, and uh, it was in the area around, and it was on a Saturday, and and we had beaten beaten Wascom, and and you know, and, and she just she had was in so much pain. We went to the shoot around that morning. Uh, and my youngest son was with her, and, and I found out this later that, that she just was in bed crying. She was in so much pain, wouldn't tell me. And finally, after the game was over, she says, you've got to drive me home. And uh, so I told my sister, you know, hey, you're going to have to drive the bus. And, and uh, she was trying to tell me all the symptoms. And, I, you know, all I'm doing, and, you know, and I feel like the worst person in the world, all I was doing was thinking about that next playoff game, you know, that next playoff game. And, and you know, I wasn't really listening. Oh, it can't be that. You know, it can't be that. Well, we get to the next next playoff game on Tuesday she's endured all this pain for two more days and we get to that next playoff game and she sat through that game and we ended up getting beat uh by Teague that night and I think it was a godsend that we got beat that night because uh the next day uh we took you know, we went into the doctor and and uh kind of find out that they did a pregnancy test and said she was pregnant And her health was fine at a rapid pace well we ended up having to take her over to the emergency room or actually we got another doctor's appointment right across from the med and college station and as she was in that appointment uh her blood pressure bottomed out and i mean basically collapsed and we basically the doctor and i put her in our car rushed her to the emergency room and she went in and was basically within 30 minutes of dying uh, she had lost so much blood basically she had an eptopic pregnancy and uh, and uh it was man it was just so it was just so unreal and the surgeon was actually fixing to board a plane to go to disney World with his family and he got this call and he stopped and it, he knew it was so severe he came back and did an emergency surgery and basically saved her life and and uh as i was i was going home to get the kids situated um, you know, it's about a 45-minute drive from Franklin to College Station. As I was coming back, I just – I mean, it was just that God moment. It, it hit me. I pulled over in the, in the in the ditch, and, and man, I just asked him to forgive me for how awful I treated her. And, uh, man, it, it really puts a lot of perspective that coaching's not that big, not that important. You know? So I'm pretty emotional, Brian, about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to share it because I, I don't want other coaches – to neglect her spouse to where it almost cost us her life, you know. So um so yeah it was tough. Uh, it was a tough road. Um she's stronger. She still has a lot of uh you know pain but um you know if I ever go back in, you know, I want to put her first and and not the sport, you know what I mean? So uh you know I am sorry I got all choked up right there, but it's hard to tell that story. It's the first time I really told it too uh, and, uh, like I said, you know, I, I, can conversed with her last night and said, do you, you sure you want me to do this? And, you know, and she said the same thing. She goes, I want to help, I want to help her profession, you know? So, um, you know, she's a strong woman and, uh, wow. I, I'm very blessed to have her as my wife. So
0: no, I can speak for you. I can speak for me. I can speak for, uh, probably uh, the majority of coaches that we got kicked our coverage when we married our, when we married our wives. And, uh, yeah. I, uh, I thank you for sharing that because if it just helps one coach, if it just, you know, sometimes I know I can get in that tunnel vision during the season. And, uh, just like you mentioned. And so if it kind of just slaps me across the face and, uh make us realize what is important, you know, I, I tell everybody this, that, there's only five things i love god family friends food and basketball and i try to try to keep them in that order for the most part and um i'm glad yeah. that i'm glad that you can share that story and knowing that it it worked out for the better and i know yeah. there, there's some coaches that that have had tragedies that that can't say what you've said and so i i want to thank you for doing that
1: yeah, you know, and like I said, I, I, I thought it might be a little easier, but it, it never is. And and uh, you know, I, I think the advice that you need to take, you know, you know, don't take it home either. I mean, they don't want to hear, you know, your stuff at home about, you know, oh, this kid didn't do this or you know. And and I think, you know, one thing she did tell me a couple of days ago was, you know, I'd made a comment about maybe wanting to get back into coaching. She goes, Well, I, I love the fact that you know, we get in the car as a family and go to games now and we spend more time as a family and, you know, and you interact more with your kids more now and, you know, my youngest son who's not, you know, he doesn't like basketball as much as my oldest son. I spend more time with him now and uh, you know, I'm not saying that you can't do those things as a coach or a head coach, but but I think a lot of times we, you know, one thing, one thing that I've taken from other administrators is they, they once they're done, they're done for the day. They, they don't take anything home and, you know, they leave it there and the Next day is the next day, and I and I and I, I feel the same way, you know. But but as a coach, man, I was always I got to get that last thirty minutes of film watched at home, and you know it might be a deal where my son sitting there looking at me like, "Hey, I want to go play," um, you know. So I think you know the advice you, you take is, is from it, and I'm I'm sure everybody's heard it is just you know, you know you got to balance your time, and, and I think that's where a lot of coaches, you know, they fail because they don't they don't balance that family time with with their careers and and that's one thing that i think all of us need to and i and i don't think that's just something that you can just do you know with the drop of a hat i mean you know you you talked about faith and you know i tell you you know i have a group of men back in franklin that i, that I admire and I, and I greatly respect we started a men's group called i Men, and uh we started a true grip uh bible study that my former all-state point guard at Wattsboro's dad drugged me to one day and and I'm telling you, man, that circle of people that you can just lean on—you you know, other men that that that, that, that have similar issues and marriages and things—it's uh, been it's been a huge blessing to me. Uh, you know, I, I I would encourage any any coach, man, whatever, to, to find a circle of guys that help hold you accountable and help you through, you know, problems that you know you might not can talk. To, to your wife about you know that that, that they we, we all struggle with you know that man marriage is so hard and, and uh you know so there's, there's a lot of things I've learned over the 19 years um you know I wouldn't trade any of it uh, you know God's good he's gonna he's gonna get you through any tough time and like like he did ours you know and and the ones that end in tragedy you know you know it's hard to fathom but you know I, I know a lot of uh, people that have, that have had tragic things happen and they're still strong and they still impact kids and and uh, you know I respect them immensely for that as well. You know, so uh, you know it's a great profession. Uh, you know, I'm thankful that I know guys like you, and it's just all the guys that I've I've gotten to know over the years. Uh, just the 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 community that we have is, is is huge. And you doing something like this is huge. You know, because trust me, I listen to them all. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great insight from a lot of guys.
0: Well, thanks, Chad. I, I appreciate it, and uh, I, I know that your your podcast is one that is going to make an impact on on coaches and on on how those coaches treat their spouses and how they relate to their athletes and and also help guys that are thinking about getting into administration too and so we've covered we've we've covered probably more in this podcast than i've ever (coughs) covered in one because we've covered everything from coaching to administrating to you know being a better husband and and man, that's that's a that's a great uh, kind of well-rounded aspect of, of who you are as a person, and and I'm glad that you're able to share. So uh, I'm and thank your wife as well for letting for letting you talk about that because I think it you know this time of year things are a little bit more laid back, but when we get into season, if a coach listens to this podcast and they they hear your insights, I'm hoping that maybe it it gives them that light bulb moment where they're they're able to connect with their spouse and. You know, one thing that my wife and I tried to do during basketball season is we we tried to have a date night uh, once every yeah. t- once every two weeks uh during basketball season and and usually honestly for us it was easier during district because we were actually in a routine and so it could uh-huh. be it could be Thursday night every two weeks uh and and that right there just helps a ton send our kids to somebody who wants them and and we can go out to dinner and just talk and Reconnect, because man, it, you don't realize how far apart you can get throughout a you know thirty five forty game season, and uh, exactly that, that little that little bit you know can kind of fill fill the love tank so so to speak you know five love <laughs> don't t- talk about basketball <laughs> yeah that, don't talk about that's right no we can't if it's on the if it's on the TV in the background at the restaurant don't look at it you know stuff like that so uh well hey man you got anything else that that you can think of that you want to leave the audience with before we uh, before we part ways today
1: no nah, yeah i mean it's just thankful you know that that i'm was allowed to do this today and just uh you know just want to wish everybody the best out there as they as they try to mold you know successful young men and women um you know just get involved uh get involved in your organizations tabc texas high school tgca uh be a voice you know like i said i may be an admin but i'm still a coach you know so i'm gonna, I'm gonna support coaches till the end so uh just want to just want to thank everybody uh, for for allowing me on your podcast today, and uh, just uh, wish everybody the best of luck.